0: just a nobody from a nowhere place in a nowhere state somewhere in the middle of the country i'm not an expert nor do i claim to be but just maybe i may say something might make a little sense to you may open your eyes to maybe a different reality than the one that you live in so i'm going to try to maybe change some minds maybe change the world hello this is Eric Garrettson I'm feeling blue in a red state. Uh, it's been about a week since I talked to you last, so there's a lot to go over. Um, first things first, um, we're going to talk about uh, RGB or RBG. Ruth Bader Ginsburg tragically passed away at the age of 87 years old, which leaves the um, leaves her seat open to be filled. Now, in the past. Actually, just the recent past, um, when Obama tried to fill a seat, the Republicans stepped in, said, no, not after the primary started. We don't fill the seat. The next president should fill the seat after the election. That's what they said, what they all said, like 20 of them on the record saying this. So, Merrick Garland got, you know, didn't get in there. So now the republicans now now obviously the primary process already started hell early voting has already even started and what are they trying to do as if we didn't already think that they were hypocrites and horrible people what do they do they announce they are going to fill that seat they're going to fill it and they're going to push it through before the election because they don't have anything else better to do right now right they don't have any they, It's not like there's a like a financial crisis and a global pandemic that's killing thousands of people still. No, we're not going to worry about that. We're going to worry about filling this Senate seat instead, or this not Senate seat, the Supreme Court justice seat. There, that's, what, that's what we're going to focus on because we don't have people that are still without jobs. We don't have people that are dying from a pandemic that we have wildly uh, misjudged and wildly uh, mishandled. And uh, so they got plenty of time to to push through. The, when has the Senate ever been known for how efficiently they can get things done? Unless it's something that's so despicable as this, then they're gonna jump in there and fucking all of a con- all of a sudden become this big efficient machine. They can hurry up and get a Supreme Court justice t- nominated and sworn in all in forty days. They've been talking about passing a second relief, pandemic relief bill, for the last six months. They can't fi- they can't seem to get that done, but they can grease this through in 40 days? A lifetime appointment? Are you kidding me? It is absolutely absurd. And all of this, especially after how they did Obama when he tried to appoint one in the last year of his service. And I specifically remember Lindsey Graham going on the record on two separate occasions. In fact, I bet I can find some audio on that right now of Lindsey Graham saying that it wouldn't happen. And if uh, you can use my words against me, if this same situation comes up, well, guess what, Lindsey, that same situation is up. I'm going to find that audio for you and I'm going to play it for you because I am certain it exists. And I did find it. I did find it. So I'm going to play that for you and just let you listen to what Lindsey Graham said. I want you to use my words against me. If there's a Republican president in 2016 and a vacancy occurs in the last year of the first term, you can say, Lindsey Graham said, let's let the next president, whoever it might be, make that nomination. And you could use my words against me and you'd be absolutely right. Now I'll tell you this, this may make you feel better, but I really don't care if a Opening comes in the last year of President Trump's term, and the primary process has started. We'll wait to the next election, and I've got a pretty good chance of being the chair. You're on the record. Yeah. All right. Hold the tape. Well, there it is. Now Lindsay's saying that he supports the president and um, hurrying up and going ahead and getting this uh, this seat filled before the election. After, after just saying that, the blatant hypocrisy is out of control. It is so obvious, and they just don't care. It's all about power. It's all about power, and they don't care how hypocritical they look. They don't care what they look like now because you know why? Because there are still a large amount of people that are making excuses for these kind of actions out there because they don't want to be wrong about—you know what? You, Everybody that, that votes for Trump, that supported Trump— this supports Republicans, you guys were wrong. Admit it, move on, and do the right thing this election. That's what has to be done. Admit that you were wrong. You know what? Everybody's been wrong about something. You guys were wrong about this one. It is that simple. It is that simple. Um, a tweet from uh, Trump when Obama was getting ready to do it. Here's what Trump's tweet said verbatim. Obama should wait until he until he leaves office to pick another justice. If he doesn't, he should be fired. That's what a, that's what Trump said. Now he's doing the same thing. Well, maybe he should be fucking fired. Jeez, please, it is out of control. I just and you know what, Trump is not going to get reelected. Let's just put it that way. If he does, it's well, he just better not. And um. And here's the thing is I don't think he, I, I think he knows that he's not going to get reelected, which is why he's trying to set the stage for this. You know, this conspiracy that that um, that the election is rigged or whatever. And um, when asked by a reporter if um, there would be a peaceful transition of power, or I think he said transfer of power or whatever. Trump wouldn't commit to that. He said, "We'll just have to see, see at the time what we need to do," and um, and then started bringing up how ballots were a mess and all this stuff. And you know what? There's never been an issue on this until Trump became, you know, a presidential hopeful, and then now the president. You know what? There was never the integrity of our of our elections were never really in question. And when they were in question, you know what? These Republicans are talking about unfair elections, but you know what? Every single time there's been an unfair circumstance, it has always worked out in favor of the Republican. Uh, Bring me back to the Gore-Bush when Gore won the popular vote and George W. Bush still got to be president. And we all seen how awesome that worked out for everybody. Um, Or how about this one? just the 2016 Hillary Clinton got 3 million more fucking votes than Donald Trump. But because of the gerrymandered fucking bullshit elect, <laughs> electoral college, just the way shit works out the way that the, the stage is set, you know, Trump's still got to be president. He, although getting millions of votes less now that's going to happen for sure this this time around biden's gonna get more votes than donald trump now i'm not saying biden's gonna win the presidency because ultimately getting more votes doesn't matter it matters where you get more votes which is ridiculous but all nonetheless that's the way it is now i think biden probably has a very strong chance of winning the electoral college as well but what's bullshit is, is if it's close, the Republicans win. And that's not fair. That is not fair. Now they've got the Supreme Court stacked, or they will have, six to three. So there's that. Um, so what needs to happen is Biden needs to win, and the Democrats need to take back control of the Senate and keep control of the House. Then what, the, then what can happen is we can just add Supreme Court justices and stack it in our favor. I mean, it's really going to have to come down to that. The, the Republicans have shown that they refuse to play fair. They refuse to do anything with any sort of integrity. They refuse to act with any integrity. So it, and and then we, then we sit there and we're trying to play fair. Well, you can't, you can't continue to play fair with somebody that's cheating. It just doesn't work. You'll never get anywhere. So, for the better of our country, the Democrats are just going to have to play a, play a couple dirty tricks. And the first dirty trick they're going to have to play is getting the Supreme Court stacked back in our favor. And if it means that we have to add justices, then we'll just have to add them. Nowhere in the Constitution are we, are we held to the number nine. We're not. So we can add more. And, you know, And at some point, I'd say we add four more. Four more super liberal Supreme Court justices, um, to 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 where we have a seven six advantage, and and you know what, and then when the Republicans start crying about it, then you know what, this is the, you're victims of your own creation because the Democrats have always tried to play it fair, and but you know what, at this point we're sick and tired of losing to a cheating opponent, so. I, you, they ultimately will bitch about it, of course, if we do something like that. Which I don't know that the Democrats will, because I don't know that I don't know that they lack the balls to do anything like that. Now the Republicans definitely would do it. I'm, there's no doubt in my mind. If if the situation were reversed and the Republicans were sitting with this minority and they had a shot to uh, get you know to control the House, control the Senate, and the presidency, and they but they had a minority in the uh, Supreme Court. I can guarantee you they would pull something dirty like this. The Democrats, I don't know, but they got to do something. And I think I think there's an urgency now that uh, that they are going to do something. I don't know if it'll be that or if it'll be to try to slow this appointment down somehow to where it does run over into the next term or to the next president. I don't know exactly what they could do in order to slow it down. But I imagine that's what that'll be their first course of action and when if that doesn't work, ultimately, then they'll have to do something else, but they're not going to just sit there and let the Republicans push them around. It's it's been going on way too long. Then the whole peaceful transfer of power, you know. Donald Trump's a blowhard, but at the end of the day, he's a coward. Because if you think about it, what has this guy done? This guy has uh, he he just deflects everything he does. He just deflects, you know. Like he never takes never takes accountability. Never, never. Is anything ever his fault? He doesn't hold himself accountable. He is a coward. He is not. If if he gets voted out, he and they, and he says he's not going to leave, and they send somebody in there to make him leave. He's going to leave. He's not a badass. He's not a. He's an old man. He's an old, out of shape man. So. I'm not worried about that. And in his recent comments about the military, he's not going to have them to back him up. In fact, we'd probably be able to send them in after him if we had to, which I don't think that it'll come to that, but I think that would be funny. I think what they'll have, what they should do is they should just send the fucking cops in there after him and, uh, and take him straight to jail for tax evasion. We'll get into that a little later. Um, but anyways, the transfer of power, yeah, that was that was, kind of, that was a, when he said that that was a little, um, I don't know. They kind of caught me off guard. I, never in our country's history has there not been a peaceful transfer of power. But he's bringing he's bringing forth a lot of firsts in his presidency, I guess. None really that positive, but a lot of firsts, I guess. the division, the parties is so ridiculous now. Do you know that before he even had nominated a person or even suggested a name and not, they already had the votes in the Senate to swear it in. Before there was even a nominee, they already knew they were going to vote yes for it. What a, what? That just proves right there that it was going to be strictly partisan. The Supreme Court, which is supposed to be nonpartisan, which is why there are lifetime appointments, to keep it from being partisan. But it is turned into that, and a lot of that is because of the division of powers, the division of parties. It's making it increasingly impossible to get things done because the Democrats are going to vote down everything the Republicans put. Forth and the vice versa. The Republicans are gonna vote down everything the Democrats put up, and nothing ever gets fucking done. And then we just sit down in here suffering while the while all these fucking rich motherfuckers in white in the White House and in Congress argue back and forth and shoot down each other's shit while we're all down here struggling. And it's it's fucking bullshit. But there are people in Washington that do care about this. But we keep there. Joe Biden's one of them. Now, let's go ahead and get to the next issue. Um, Let's talk about taxes, and let's talk about Trump's tax returns, which finally um, we've been able to see. And um, it was no surprise, really, uh, what these tax returns showed. They showed, basically, that 11 of the last 15 years, Trump has paid no taxes. No taxes. Now, he did pay $750 in federal taxes, federal income taxes, while showing a... uh, well, he had $450 million in gains, but reported $56 million in losses. Um, this is absolutely ridiculous. And you know what? And I, and I keep seeing it, I, and I see it all over social media, whether it be on Facebook, whether it be on Twitter, whether it be wherever. I see it all the time. People are like, why does it matter? What, is, what do you care? It matters, people. It matters because it's a felony it matters if if he was dealing crack out of the white house it would matter this is the same class of fucking felony as that tax evasion if you guys remember uh, al capone that's why he went to prison he went to prison for tax evasion that's what happens to people that evade federal income tax they go to prison tax fraud and tax evasion he's committed them both so it matters Stop making excuses for this guy. He is no good for this country. He is not any good for anything. He has done absolutely nothing that he said he was going to do. I know you guys think that he has, and you think that the economy before the pre-coronavirus economy was so great, but why was it so great? Was it because of anything Donald Trump did? Can you name one piece of legislation that positively impacted the economy. You can't because there isn't one. It was residual from Obama's economy that was trending upwards. Obama's economy, which was largely put in place by Joe Biden, the Economic Recovery Act was largely Joe Biden's doing. So to say that you trust Donald Trump with the economy more than you trust Joe Biden with the economy is ridiculous. Donald Trump didn't build a great economy. He destroyed one. And he did so all while evading federal income taxes, which is what I was talking about. So I got a little off track there. Um, But anyways, yeah, so Trump paid, what, $750 in federal income taxes. Uh, in, the, in the year that he ran for office, some $750 uh, that was first year in the White House, which he earned $434.9 million, but only reported a $47.4 million in losses. Now, the average person, like, give or take, uh, in 2017 filed, uh, they paid uh, $12,200 federal income taxes. That's 16 times the amount that Donald Trump paid. And Donald Trump is a fucking billionaire are you out of your mind you don't have a problem with that you don't have a problem with that at all you don't have a problem with him committing felonies and paying way less than you are when he's living in gigantic high-rise penthouses and fucking driving maseratis and you know floating around the ocean and big huge fucking yachts are you kidding me you're okay with that i'm not You know what else I'm not okay with is the fact that he did pay so little to the United States in federal income taxes, but you know what he did do? He did pay $16,000 in Panama, and he also paid $145,000 to India and $156,000 to the Philippines, so I guess he only hates paying taxes in the country where he fucking lives. That's okay? No, of course it's not okay. Trump paid more money in hush money to, than he did in taxes. He paid more money to Stormy Daniels than he did to, to us. Why is that okay? The answer is it's not okay. And it never should have been, and it never should be. He doesn't belong in the White House, he belongs in prison. Stop giving this guy a free pass. He does not deserve it. He does not deserve your loyalty. And he doesn't even like you. He doesn't. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't. In fact, he hates you. He doesn't respect you. And he, trust me, he doesn't. He doesn't care about the American people. Obviously. He wouldn't have paid all that money to all them other countries and and evaded the money that he was supposed to contribute to this country if he cared about this country at all or any of you that are in it. It should piss you off. I expected it, and it pisses me off. It should really piss you off. You people that have been you know, defending him and you people that support him, it should piss you off. But why doesn't it? I don't understand it. I and, and you know, whatever, you have your reasons uh, as misguided as they may be. Um, it, but it's sad. It's sad. This kind of thing. I want you to think about this for a second. If Joe Biden or Barack Obama or Bill Clinton or anybody like that did any of this, how okay with it would you be? My guess is not very okay. But since Donald Trump did it, and he's got an R by his name and not a D. And all of a sudden becomes not a big deal. Just let him run the country. Just let him run the country. We've been waiting for him to run this country for three years. And he hasn't done a very good job. Almost four years. He hasn't done any of the things he said he was going to do. The wall still hasn't been built. Mexico. What little amount of the wall that did get built. Mexico didn't pay for. There, there has, Despite what he says. There has not been a China deal. There's been no deal with North Korea. He backed out of the Iran is making nuclear weapons faster than they ever had. You talk about the uh, the Middle East peace deal. Yeah, that wasn't really anything. There's still not peace in the Middle East. There, the, the two people, the two places that uh, are at peace now, supposedly, were already at peace. So. It's it, it wasn't a uh, it wasn't near as monumental as he liked to make it sound, uh, which is what he does. He amplifies his accomplishments, well as little as they may be, into some big deal that really isn't. Now, what he has done, and I touched on this earlier, is he may not have built a great economy, but as I said, he he did destroy one. He did do that. He he um, he took what was a economy that was trending in the right direction. It was it was getting better. It was pretty good already, getting better. And he took that and he rode that wave for a few years. But the second adversity came, he wildly mishandled that adver- said adversity and destroyed eight years worth of economy. It's it. it it's, it's sad. Let that sink in for all you Facebook meme motherfuckers that have those stupid posts. Let that sink in. Donald Trump didn't build a great economy. He didn't, but he did destroy one. And, okay, coronavirus is not his fault. Sure, I'll say that. I'll say that because it's true. It is not Donald Trump's fault that, that we got the coronavirus. However, it is Donald Trump's fault that the coronavirus still exists right now here. And it is Donald Trump's fault that the coronavirus had this big of an impact on our economy. That is fact. We have the same first case day to South Korea. I've said this 100 times before, but I'm going to say it again. We We had our first case the same day South Korea did. South Korea did everything right. They ramped up testing. They isolated people. They they invoked social distancing and mask ordinances, and they did it right. They did what the health experts said would help the most. What did we do? Well, our president gets on on records. He calls it a hoax. He says that it's not dangerous. Says it's nothing more than just a mild flu, and encourages people to go to work. And all these things, because he doesn't want to shock the economy. He doesn't want to hurt Wall Street. He doesn't want to do any of that in hopes that maybe it just might go away. So he wastes all this time, two months, before he starts shutting shit down. What happened in those two months is the virus spread, and we have no idea where it was. Had he done this immediately, when we knew where it was, he could have isolated it. And and we would have had very few deaths like South Korea. We have had 200, over 200,000 deaths. They have under 400 deaths. That is the reality of it. Okay, they have six times, we have six times the people they do. So if you got to put it to scale, because I know a lot of people are thinking, well, we got way more people. Sure, we have six times the people. Not even six times, but we'll just say six times the people. So Take their, and we'll, we'll round it up to 400 people, even though it isn't 400. It's almost 400. So let's, um, we'll say six times four. What do we got there? Was it 2,400? 2, 2,400 deaths as opposed to over 200,000? <laughs> That's the reality of it, folks. It, 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 I'm done, I, there's no more sugarcoating it. Donald Trump is responsible for 198,000 deaths, as far as I'm concerned. And growing and counting, because he could have done it the way all the health experts said to do it, the way South Korea did it, whom is much closer to China, by the way, than we are, and uh, and we could have definitely had a, had a handle on it. And, and we wouldn't be having to watch football games with no, no people in the crowd and baseball games with no people in the crowd. We wouldn't have to wear face masks at work and at Walmart. And, you know, life is normal over there. It's normal again over there. Now the vaccine, a lot of people are saying they're not going to take it or whatever. Fine, whatever. I don't care anymore. I'm going to take it and then I'm not going to have to fucking worry about it. And you can not take it or Whatever. But um, you should, but not one that Donald Trump rushes through. We got to make sure that it, it passes all the testing and it goes through all the phases of testing, make sure it's safe, and then... We need to take the vaccine and move on like it's not that hard and it, it, it's what we should have been doing all along i don't understand all of you people it's, it's it's so frustrating all these people that are against all of the things that would get rid of the fucking virus it's the same people that that um you know that listen to these politicians talk about climate change and then spew it out as if climate change doesn't exist guys it does flat out it exists every scientist every environmental scientist says it exists ted cruz is not an environmental scientist neither is donald trump donald trump couldn't pass an entry-level science course at a community college let alone have the kind of credentials that these scientists that say climate change for sure exists They have the credentials of somebody who is an expert in their field. Ted Cruz does not. Neither does Donald Trump. So stop listening to them. Start getting your actual facts from actual experts. Ten of the hottest years recorded, or the ten hottest years recorded have all come in the last 15 years. We had a 70-degree day in Antarctica it went on which day it was raining in antarctica where it's normally like 40 below 0 guys that's a problem greenland is not ice anymore it's actually green now that used to be one big glacier one big land mass of ice not anymore and it isn't because it's getting colder it's because climate change exists It exists. The Republican Party's denying climate change, but they're not denying it because they think it doesn't exist. Don't make no mistake there. Their denial of climate change is purely self-serving, purely self-serving. The fact that you're repeating it is this crazy (laughs) misguided loyalty that you have to these total sons of bitches. Do you want to know why they're denying climate change? It's simple. It won't take me long to explain it. It's because burning of fossil fuels is what creates the carbon footprint, which has contributed, been the biggest contributor to climate change. They don't want to see renewable energy. They don't want to see things like that because they have money in oil and coal. Or, they re- or some of the politicians may not have money in oil and coal, but they receive donations, large political contributions from these people who have their money in oil and coal. Now, so they, they stand to gain financially a substantial amount of money um, by denying climate change. If climate change doesn't exist, then they can go on making money and putting holes in the ozone layer. But if it does exist and we start finding other ways to create electricity and other ways to do, then all of a sudden we don't have to buy their oil or their coal. We don't have to burn it. We don't have to run their power plants. We've got, our, we've got different ones. So it, the problem, so I don't blame them, really. I don't blame them, but I do blame you for not seeing this. You need to see this for what it is, and maybe maybe you didn't know, but from this second forward, now that you do know, what I'm saying makes perfect sense, and it is 100% accurate. You can look it up if you want. <sighs> How irresponsible is this? How irresponsible is this? A lot of you have kids, I would assume, most of you have kids. And eventually we'll have grandkids or if you don't already and great grandkids what kind of earth do you want them to live in do you want them to have to check the uv index before they go outside because they don't know or you know where's the hole where's the giant hole in the ozone going to be is it going to be too hot to go outside today are we going to need air conditioning in alaska in january or or is is florida even still going to be there or is it going to be underwater now Guys, we're not that far away from these things if we continue on the path we're on. That, that is a reality. That is a scary, sad reality. But it is one nonetheless. So it is time to stop believing these people. They have an agenda. They have something to gain. These scientists have nothing to gain by claiming that climate change exists. But these people that are denying it have everything to gain by denying climate change. The existence of climate change will be detrimental to their pockets. You don't trust the this the information and the statistics that come from somebody who has something to gain if the statistics read a certain way. That's I mean that's that's yeah, research 101. It's going to it's going to be It'll be wildly misleading to uh, to better their argument, you know So stop believing everything that you hear and see when you're considered the source that it's coming from has something to gain. Climate change is real. It is clearly real. It's obvious. I mean, geez, you don't even have to be a scientist to see that it's obvious. I mean, even people that don't know nothing about climate change or anything, they'll come up to you and say, man, do you remember we used to get a lot more snow than this while I live in Iowa? We used to get a lot of snow when I was a kid. I remember shit like from late November all the way till the end of February, we had snow on the ground. Now we get a little bit of snow. But not like we used to. And I guarantee you, if you live in the Midwest, you've had this conversation with somebody. Remember how much more snow we used to get? It's not, there's a reason why we don't get as much snow now. <laughs> and it's climate change. It's, I mean, I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to find somebody that hasn't had this conversation at one point or another. Just think about that. If you're from the Midwest, think about that. Have you had that conversation? i bet you have. And if you haven't, well, then maybe you must not live in Iowa. Because I know here, I know here, it is, that is definitely the case. This is definitely the case, but we've become so loyal to parties that we don't, um, we no longer, it's like you have to, you have to back every position that, that one party, uh, backs and it's, it, it never used to be that way. And this, and it, and it, that's, that's sad and i hear donald trump do it and i'm going to get i'm going to get to the point and get this over with but um here's what's here's what's going on right now we have come to a crossroads in this country where the divide between right and left is so distinct it's a big bold black line there's no purple there's no overlap you're either all for this or you're all for that and it's and it and it it can't be that way there's nobody that is purely democrat or purely republican in their heart of hearts in their heart of hearts it's it's and it's sad it's we have the republicans shooting down everything that the democrats put out we've had the democrats shooting down everything that the republicans put out and then meanwhile we're all down here, loyal to one or the other, but we're the ones that are suffering. We're the ones that are paying the price here. We're, we're the ones that are facing the harsh realities of what this kind of action produces. And it's not fair. It's not fair. It's, it's, it's detrimental to this country and I've never seen it like this. I've never seen it so bad. and uh, and I've talked to some older people and they've never seen it this bad either. For the love of this country, we've got to come together and find some common ground. We've got to. Guys, Barack Obama did not start this division. It may have really started when, during his administration, but why did it start? It wasn't him. It was the racist Republicans that would that would do anything to make sure that anything Obama passed or tried to pass would get held up somewhere and it, because they couldn't stand the fact that he was going to make make this country better and get credit for that. That is not how we're supposed to govern. We're not supposed to do that. If it's better for everybody, then we should do it. It doesn't matter if it's a Republican idea or a Democratic idea. It need, if it's a good idea, we should do it. And it doesn't need to be assigned to a certain party. A good idea is a good idea no matter who has it. it and when, what happens is, is whatever, whatever party comes up with said good idea, then the other one it, it, it immediately revolts in opposition rather than just supporting it. it's and, and, and it's very clear. It's very clear that that's what we do. We are now, I mean, we, and we do it with everything. Now, you know, the big ticket items, you know, abortion. Abortion. The Democrats are for, they're pro-choice. And the Republicans are pro-life. But can't we find some common ground there? Why can't we allow it to be the woman's choice and leave politics out of what she does with her own body or maybe we can just end late-term abortions unless it's a medical emergency Why most abortions happen in the first trimester anyways so why can't we make that the rule and and make that be the compromise find some common ground there What are the other hot topics? The Second Amendment. Okay. The right to bear arms. Why can't we say that yes, everybody's allowed to have guns? But you need to, we need to find out if you're crazy first. Have some sort of background check, have some sort of, you know, red flag laws or something to keep the guns out of the people that are crazy. And maybe instead of having assault rifles in people's houses, Maybe if you want to own an assault rifle, keep it at a gun club. You can, you you know, have it locked up in the locker that you only, you have the key to. And you can go there and shoot whenever you want. But at least that way it's locked up to where a kid can't get it and take it to school. Why couldn't we compromise in that way? Therefore, you still have your right to own your gun. You still can shoot it whenever you want. But this way, nobody else can get to it and use it for, you know, nefarious reasons. Why isn't that a? Why wouldn't that be okay? Because the right gets funded by the NRA, and the NRA doesn't want it that way because less people will probably buy them. It all comes back down to money. But guys, we've got to find some compromise. Why is a president talking about red states and blue states and talking and when he talks about blue states, you know wh- since when has has a is a president supposed to be concerned more with the states that are red than he is with the states that are blue? This is the United States. We all matter the same. Whether we voted for you or not, Donald Trump, we all matter to you. We all should matter to you. And in every blue state, there are still people that voted for you and you were forsaken them by classifying them into this, into this, uh, you know, and threatening to cut funding to blue states. I mean, it is absolutely absurd. It is the most divisive way of governing I've ever seen. And it, it makes me sad because when we used to be the United States, we helped each other up. If this state was hurting, this state was thriving. This state would come over and help. And I remember it. I remember a day when this was the case. I remember when I, and I when the Oklahoma City bombing happened. I was in school, and I remember Oklahoma was in a bad way, and you know, and they were hurting. And and in my state, my home state, Iowa, we raised, we had fundraisers at school. We were donated and we, we ran these charity drives and we did a lot of things and we sent all of this all of this aid to Oklahoma who back then Iowa was more of a blue state and Oklahoma was a red state always has been but it that that didn't matter Oklahoma was hurting and we were able to help them so we did and I remember watching a news show and I can't believe I remember this because I wasn't that old. And, you know, there were signs up in Oklahoma everywhere. Thanks, Iowa. Thank you, Iowa. And, and you know what? You know why Iowa did that? Because in 1993, Iowa dealt with a very nasty flood. A flood that, that, was, um, that was detrimental to a lot. And Oklahoma did not have to deal with something like that but they sent us aid and i know this is just two states and i know and i imagine instances like this happen all the time or at least used to but this is just the one i'm familiar with because i just happen to live in one of these two states but they did the same for us and i remember us having signs when the news was around thank you oklahoma what happened to that compassion what happened to the love of country and the love of fellow countrymen to where we can have empathy no matter their differences in the politics, no matter anything. They are still our fellow. They're fellow human beings. They're not just fellow Americans. They're fellow human beings. When we see these other countries that are starving and these refugees and we turn them away because they're tr- they're just trying to find a place safe for their kids and we're not letting them in that is not what the united states is about we're not about that at least we never used to be we're on the wrong track we are on the path we used to be the leader of this world now we are the joke We used to be the people that everybody could count on. If they were going through a rough time, they could count on us to show up and help them out because we had the humanity to do so. We had the heart and the compassion to come in and help somebody when they really needed it, when they were down and nobody else would. If we're not careful, We're gonna be those people that need the help, but the difference is, is by then, we will have burned every bridge that we had, and nobody's gonna come here to help us out. That's not the America I remember, and that's not the America I wanna live in.